What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Today is Tuesday, September 6th. And today on the show, we're going to be looking at the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins rosters, holding them up against one another and talking about how we can expect the Patriots to try to match the Miami Dolphins in week one at Hard Rock Stadium. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com. And your host here on the show today is Tuesday, September 6th. We are just five days away from kickoff. Not a math guy, but I can figure that one out because it's uh, it's one hand doing the math and counting that one up. want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at prize picks prize picks is a daily fantasy experience that's made easy pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection you can win up to 10x your money on any entry first time users can receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on today on the show we are going to be looking at the New England Patriots and their personnel. We're going to be looking at the Miami Dolphins and their personnel. We're going to be talking about how we should expect these two teams to try to match one another, specifically getting to know the New England Patriots. Later on this week, we'll have Crossover Thursday with Mike DeBate from Locked on Patriots. We will, of course, have power to the pod. We did our schedule prediction for the 2022 season yesterday. If you missed it, uh, I did tell you who I do think wins this football game based on all the information that we have at our disposal, but go back and listen to that. Um, but you'll probably get a pretty good idea throughout the course of today's episode as well. Um, New England Patriots today uh, reportedly coming down to South Florida to try to acclimate themselves to the heat uh, the humidity of South Florida, They're, they'll be here practicing for a few days. You know what this says to me? Uh, we're desperate to find an edge uh, for what has really gotten the best of us every time we come down here. That's what that says to me. Now, maybe that's none of my business. But uh, yeah, going above and beyond to, to bring the team down a couple days early is a nice step in the we're going to make this a bigger thing um, type of experience for the New England Patriots, in my mind. And, and of course, I'm not Bill Belichick. So uh, Lord knows Bill has coached a lot more football games than I has and maybe has the perspective needed, and this is what his team needs. But uh, Bill's also serving as effectively the de facto general manager of this team. And here's the deal. You, you look at this roster, right? And I'm looking up and down the New England Patriots roster. And here's the thing. There's a lot of good football players. Uh, Trent Brown is a really good offensive tackle. David Andrews is a, a top-tier center in the NFL. Uh, Hunter Henry is a solid tight end. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are really good running backs, physical players. Lawrence Guy on the inside is a really good interior defensive lineman. Christian Barmore, disruptive. Matthew Judon, solid player. Like, really good six-to-nine sack-a-year kind of guy. 
in the NFL. Devin McCourty's been at it a really long time. But I look at the New England Patriots, and the model of team building that this team has continued to pursue has been that of, um, and this will sound familiar to Dolphins fans, they're, they're, where's the star power? Where's the elite players? And New England Patriots fans would tell you, well, you know, we've won a, a long time without an, uh, an elite roster, without a player with elite rosters. Yeah, because you had Tom Brady, right? And even those mid, those late 2000s Super Bowl teams had elite players on them. Randy Moss, um, Gronkowski, the defensive side of the ball. You had elite players. I look at this roster, and I do not see a single elite player. And that's been something that as I have aged and matured through my own experience and journey in football, I have grown a certain level of appreciation for teams might not have the most well-rounded roster. And I would describe the Patriots roster as being well-rounded. They don't have a lot of liabilities. They don't. They have a lot of sturdy players that are going to do their 111th. And that's fine. But who are the players that are going to turn a game on its head? Look at the Los Angeles Rams. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They just went out and got Bobby Wagner to add to the mix. Well, they had Odell Beckham for a stretch last season. They have Cooper Cup. Uh, Andrew Whitworth was an elite tackle. Uh, you look at the San Francisco 49ers, who I know we've already discussed. They played in the NFC Championship game twice in the last three years. George Kittle is an elite player. Fred Warner is an elite player. Trent Williams is an elite player. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is a good player, but last year, uh, Debo Samuel was an elite offensive weapon. Nick Bosa is an elite player. You know, they, there are teams that have more high points and low points, but if you have identity pieces and difference makers, those teams tend to be more long-term competitive. Now, that's not to say the Patriots are going to be competitive throughout the course of this season, but that's my question when I look at this Patriots roster. Is let's, let's, let's look at the offensive side of the ball. Mac Jones is the starting quarterback. You've got Damian Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson as your backs. Your tight ends are Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. It's the only two tight ends you're carrying on the roster. Johnny Smith was a disaster for the team last year. He's getting paid a lot of money. Uh, the starting offensive line, Trent Brown, a rookie, and Cole Strange, David Andrews, Michael and Wenyu, who looked good in 2020 when he played and then regressed last year and was effectively the sixth offensive lineman and is now back in the starting lineup. And then Isaiah Wynn, who the team is reported lo looking to trade. And then your top three wide receivers are Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and either Nelson Aguilar or Jacoby Myers. If I'm lining the Dolphins up, and I'm lining the Dolphins' personnel up. I like what I can give on the front. Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Emmanuel Agba. I think that group can really um, control the line of scrimmage against this offensive line. Remember, Shaq Mason's no longer here. He was arguably their best offensive lineman last year. He was the closest thing the Patriots had to an elite player on the roster. On the offensive side of the ball, J.C. Jackson was the elite player last year. Ian Stephon Gilmore, neither one of them's on the team this year. So the Dolphins front, it's going to stack, be able to stack and control the line of scrimmage. 
I do think the tight ends and targets in the middle of the field in the play-action passing game is an area for Miami that Jerome Baker, Brandon Jones, Elena Roberts, Duke Riley, Eric Rowe, Javon Holland, I'll include him in here, even though he's probably going to play more high on the roof. These players need to be proficient in this football game. They need to be disciplined, and, and that is where the Patriots will stress you because they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and they'll play action over the middle of the field. And it's more of the take my read step, understand is the tight end bluffing me? Is he going out into a release? I got to make sure I'm reading through my offensive lineman through to the backfield. And then I got to find the route. And that is where uh, I think it's very interesting that the Patriots only have two tight ends on the active roster. I mean, you go down to the practice squad. They got Matt Sokol and Jalen Weidermeyer at tight end. Weidermeyer runs a five flat in a 40 yard dash and Sokol, uh, was like a, a comfortable, undraftable grade for us at Draft Network. So uh, I really think Miami, you know, New England's going to pound the rock. They are, again, they're going to be, they, they doubled down on what their formula was last year, which is we are going to play close to the best football. We are going to try not to beat ourselves. And we're going to try to make plays late in the game and make you blink, and then we'll pull it out because we're going to be ready for those opportunistic moments late in the game. But that is going to be a lot of unsexy football. And sure, the Patriots steamrolled a bunch of cupcakes last year because they could run the ball more effectively than the Dolphins could, and their point differential finished pretty good. But they're not a team that plays dynamic offense, as evidenced by wide receivers of Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Matthew Slater as the five wide receivers on the roster. I'm probably putting X on Devarte Parker. Just for the ball skills and, and having some size and physicality. Uh, I'm not putting Brandon Jones in man against anybody, ideally. Uh, Needham's probably going to take Jacoby Myers. And then whoever that other corner is, that they want to call into action, whether it's Eric Rowe or anybody else. And I'm probably going to try to shade the safety away from Devontae. Because even if Devontae catches it, how consistently has Devontae made yards after the catch? That would be the questions that I would ask myself. But offensively, that's kind of where the Patriots stand. And I really feel good about the Dolphins' ability to stack the line of scrimmage. It's going to come back to the linebackers and safeties, discipline, keys, tackling in space in the middle of the field. That's where it sits for me as far as the X factors for the Dolphins uh, and their uh, defense against the New England Patriots offense. Prize picks. Man, this is a really cool experience that Prize Picks has cooked up. It's the new daily fantasy experience. It's you versus the house. So if you want to say, I'm going to take Mahomes to throw for over 320, Henry to rush for less than 85, Cooper Cup to score more than half a touchdown, and Tyree Kill to catch more than three and a half balls. If you hit that parlay against the prize pick lines that they set, you win. You're not competing against a bunch of sharp play and other people in fantasy sports. No, no, no. It's it's you versus the house. And Prize Picks offers projections for any sport that you can watch, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. 
Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy with safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Pick will give you another. $100 in promotional credit. Do not forget the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I, I guess that's where I temper my expectations, right? I, I should, should temper my expectations, but I think the Dolphins defense matches up extremely well. And any coaching downgrade that you would assume the Dolphins would experience if you were one of the people who puts it in the camp of, well, Brian Flores elevated the defense last year. Just remember, Josh McDaniels ain't here, right? It's Matt Patricia, presumably. It's Joe Judge. These are your critical offensive coaches. For a player in Mac Jones who, I'm sorry, I'm not buying the NFL 100 hype. And he can't move. He can't throw on the move. He can't get off his spot. I really like this matchup for the Dolphins defense. And any advantages that you can point to, if the Dolphins execute, if the Dolphins do the things that they're supposed to do, I think they have a clear talent advantage that's going to set them up for success in this football game. Patriots defense. Uh, th this one gets a little more interesting because I do think there's a little bit more strategy here as far as the Patriots are concerned. I'll read through the critical players or the key players for the Patriots on their depth chart. Uh, defensive lineman Dietrich Wise, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore, Devon Godchow, Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings. Uh, your linebackers, Jawan Bentley, Raekwon McMillan, a familiar name for Dolphins fans, Mac Wilson, and Jelani Tavai. Uh, DBs, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills projected as the outside corners, Miles Bryant in the slot. Uh, key backups there, two rookies, Jack and Marcus Jones, not related. Sean Wade, uh, flop from Ohio State uh, that they traded for from Baltimore last year. And then their backup safeties include Jabril Peppers, uh, Kyle Duggar, Joshua Bledsoe, Cody Davis, and Brendan Schooler. So what's interesting about this matchup is I think you'll see a lot of big nickel for the Patriots, if we're being honest. So I think you'll see McCourty, Adrian Phillips, and probably Kyle Duggar. Uh, you might even see Jabril Peppers out there in some opportunities as well. That's the only way, in my mind, that the Patriots are going to be able to match the speed that the Dolphins' offensive skill players have. Because your linebackers of Jawan Bentley, Jelani Tavai, and Raekwon McMillan, that ain't it. That, that I'll tell you the one thing that they are not going to do is they are not going to go sideline to sideline and contain against the Dolphins' speed to the perimeter. None of those players are players that I like in coverage for your team, your football team. Uh, they are very much the run stuffers. The Patriots are trying to run the ball and stop the run, and then they're going to rely on their safeties as mismatched players to, to do both and have some speed on the field. Uh, what's really interesting is Jonathan Jones has historically been the Patriots' slot defender. He's playing outside corner now and is arguably the top corner on the roster. Uh, they've already had a couple flops at the position. Marcus uh, Malcolm Butler was brought in this offseason and let go. Um, yeah, Jalen Mills, who's in the second year of his contract with New England, 
he was so bad at corner, he flipped the safety when uh, he was playing in Philadelphia. And, and Devontae Parker put him on posters up and down when the Dolphins won in, against Philadelphia in 2019. Uh, he is playing the other premier corner spot. I can tell you neither one of those two guys you like their ability to match up isolated against the speed that the Dolphins have outside. So you say, okay, well, let's get the safeties out on the field and we're going to play up over the top. So that's for the Dolphins offensive line. You guys are going to have to get movement, horizontal displacement against Dietrich Wise, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore, Matthew Judon. And you can't let Christian Barmore get up the field in a hurry. The interior trio has got to make sure Barmore is contained and he's not forcing early cuts for the backs. The backs, if you're going to run outside zone, you got to be able to run, read it outside, and then work your way gap by gap back to the backside as you go. But if you get early flashing color, and that cuts off that running back early, and he has to skip three gaps because the three techniques up in his lap and then cut to the backside, they're going to cut the field in half, and that's a losing battle. So, that is a matchup for me that I think is pretty critical is the Dolphins' interior, making sure Christian Barmore does not get too much interior penetration to force the backs to cut prematurely. Because if you do that, now you're playing into the strength of these linebackers in Jawan Bentley and Raekwon McMillan and Jelani Tavai who cannot get on the hoof and cannot get up over top and get outside. But I, I'm really fascinated to know how the Patriots choose to attack this and if they're going to choose to be quote-unquote disrespectful to Tua Tagovailoa and say, we're going to play um, everybody up on the line of scrimmage, we're going to play one high, we're going to load the box, we don't think you can hit throws outside the numbers, or if they are going to play too high on the roof and say, we are going to make sure that we respect the speed that you have outside because we don't think your offensive front can win the line of scrimmage against our front, even if we are even in the run game uh, and even in numbers in the box. Whether or not that's the case, that's going to be up to the Dolphins' offensive line to execute. Here's one thing I will say. I expect the Patriots to play in sub, have three or four safeties on the field, and I expect them to be up on the line of scrimmage pretty often because that is how you can manipulate the checks for this wide zone run game. You know, they are looking at, okay, where is the fourth defender to the weak side? The safety, is he rolled down? If he's rolled down, we can't run to that side. And if you've got a hard edge set on the other side of the field, it creates some math problems as far as landmarks to either the run strength or the run weakness to be able to run either way, because usually you'll get up to the line of scrimmage here. And if it's a weak side zone play and they have the fourth safe, they have the safety rolling down the four, fourth defender to the weak side, aka four weak, and he rolls down. You'll say, okay, well, we're going to check and run to the run strength instead. We're just going to flip the play. But if you have a hard edge, aka a defender that's up on the line of scrimmage outside of the, the last person on the line of scrimmage, that really screws up your ability to get everybody blocked. So I expect the Patriots are going to be up on the line of scrimmage. It's the same, effectively the same thing that the Dolphins did to the Rams, where they had that everybody up on the line of scrimmage. you got to have answers for those looks. And quite frankly, it's, it's pretty disrespectful until you hit a couple plays and get them out of it. So that's for the Dolphins. Okay, what is your, are you going to uh, run 
slot fade and, and push it down the field? Are you going to run some kind of manufactured screen, whether that's a tunnel screen or a middle screen, and you're going to invite the rush up the field? But you have to hit a couple punches when you're going to run wide zone against this aggressive style of defense to get them out of uh, them flooding the gaps at the line of scrimmage and saying, okay, just go get other answers, right? So that's my expectation for how the Dolphins are going to face some early looks in this contest, and we'll see whether or not uh, they have the needed answers to do that. Um, but again, I look at the talent advantage, and Miami has some elite players on the offensive side of the ball. Teron Armstead, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle can get there. Whereas I look at this too deep for the Patriots, and I don't see any elite players. So you are really going to bank on coaching a, a flawless game effectively, which we saw the Dolphins try to manifest that themselves over the course of this, their stretch of time. And ironically enough, their elite player in Xavier Howard was the one who consistently made the big plays late in the games uh, to pull out some clutch victories. So uh, even when you are trying not to live up to that standard and expectation, it turns out it, it materializes for you anyway. What can also materialize for you uh, is a little bit of delicious Built Bar in your life. I would highly recommend Built Bar is the protein bar. It tastes like candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all their bars. They're absolutely positively to die for. Top of the first round protein bar. Right now, you can visit built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That is built.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. So that's... um. That's kind of where I stand. I do want to kind of read through and acknowledge a couple players uh, that the Dolphins will not be facing this week, uh, players that are on reserves for the Patriots. Uh, wide receiver Tyquan Thornton, the team's second-round pick for the Patriots, out, uh, some kind of collarbone injury. He's expected to miss uh, up to six, six, seven weeks, something like that. Uh, he is a speed receiver. Now, I do think Miami could have had the ability to challenge him with how physical they play on the outside, but nevertheless, uh, not having that speed dynamic for your offense, if you're New England, is, is something that Miami uh, helps to offset their own loss of Byron Jones for sure. Joe Juan Williams is another one. Joe Juan Williams at cornerback was supposed to be a player. They drafted him out of Vanderbilt, I believe, in the second round. Um, he's 6'3", 212, very physical. Uh, they've been waiting for him to kind of take a step forward, right? Yeah, he's the 45th pick in the 2019 NFL draft. And, you know, with, with Stephon Gilmore and J.C. Jackson leaving, it was kind of okay, like, well, we can bring in Malcolm Butler as an experienced guy who's played in the system. We obviously have Jalen Mills, Jonathan Jones. We like to keep in the slot. Can Joe Williams be the other outside guy? He's on IR. So uh, he'll miss this game as well. Ronnie Perkins is also another name that I would at least be uh, remiss to not mention. He was a third-round pick, top 100 player in 2021 NFL draft. So last year was his rookie season. Uh, he's a pass rush guy. Uh, New England. They lost Kyle Van Noy this offseason. Um, they, quite frankly, didn't add anything to the edge group, the pass rusher group in general. Judon was on the team last year. Josh Uche was a second-round pick in 2020. Anthony Jennings was a third-round pick in 2020. 
that that's kind of their outside rush linebacker types that they have on the roster. Uh, Dietrich Wise has been there for a while as a guy who's a little bit more of the Emmanuel Agba type player. Uh, and the player that they have behind him is a undrafted free agent, Demarcus Mitchell. Uh, they also let Byron Cowart go as a defensive lineman this offseason as well. So the Patriots kind of quietly, they, they're leaning on familiarity with the system. But they do have a couple of guys who are uh, going to miss this game, who at least have some physical skills. Perkins as a pass rusher, Williams as a big physical corner and Tyquan Thornton, who the Patriots could probably use in this contest. If I were to name a couple players to look out for who could potentially get elevated for this contest. Um, I look at Cameron McGrone at linebacker as somebody who has a little bit more dynamic speed sideline to sideline. I know he did get hurt in Michigan before he came out. He fell to the fifth round. Uh, that might be a player who is still struggling to get some of his athletic profile back. <laughs> Limbone Jr. is, of course, one to watch for the Dolphins' revenge game <laughs> storyline. Um, and then J.J. Taylor, uh, who's small, shifty, kind of can play in the return game. Uh, he would be a running back. Uh, the Patriots do have four running backs on the active roster, so I don't necessarily know if they'll get to, get to him to elevate him, but they will elevate two players from the practice squad for this contest, as is dictated by the new roster rules this past couple of seasons. So uh, that's kind of your finer view of the New England Patriots side of things and, and how we expect them to try to match the Dolphins personnel. And obviously we spent a lot of time talking about the Dolphins and their personnel and, and how the roster construction and thought process fits together. So hope you guys enjoyed this look. Uh, we are going to plan to do power to the pod tomorrow. So plan accordingly. And then Thursday is crossover Thursday, of course. Friday, we are going to get into... Uh, we're probably going to do some level of a state of a union, state of the union address to Dolphins fans and locked on Dolphins listeners to mark the end of the offseason before Sunday's game. Reminder, I will be in attendance. I got to go to L.A. Uh, with Draft Network for the season opener Bills versus Rams. Go Rams. You didn't hear it from me. Um, but then I am flying on Saturday from L.A. to Miami. And I will be attendance at the home game. I'll be wearing the uh, grind tape jersey. Uh, so if you see a Aqua grind tape zero jersey at Hard Rock Stadium on Sunday, just know it's yours truly. Please come say hi. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to be back down amongst all of my people. Looking forward to hopefully a Dolphins dub. We kind of outlined the, from the matchups perspective how Miami can get there and how the Patriots are going to try to prevent that. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Your team every day fins up. And thanks for listening.